With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to 49 and Beating the Official Arsenal Battle Podcast. This is episode 18 and we're here today to talk about the Arsenal versus Benfica game in the Europa League round 32. I'm again joined by Dan and Ben. Um, disappointing night, I think to say. Isn't it, Dan? Yeah, no, it was disappointing. It's a weird one because we had so many chances to wrap the game up, to win comfortably. It could have been Leeds just like 4-1, um, easy, well, easy win. Like we dominated possession, we dominated the chances. And then Aubameyang just forgets how to score a goal and we just have an absolute like shocker as far as like the actual results concerned. But yeah, I I still can't really digest and understand how I feel about the game. It's just kind of mixed feelings. It sort of feels like if you gave us that result playing in Portugal, it would be like, okay, yeah, we've got a draw against Benfica away. We get the away goal. Let's go back to the Emirates and see it out. But with this neutral venue, there's no advantage of playing away or at home. It's a bit like, oh, we got an away goal, but it's meaningless because we're not playing at home. Um, I don't know what happened to Aubameyang. You go from scoring a hat-trick to three or four days later, missing from five yards out. And it's just almost unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. He's never been the best finisher. He's, he's been very good at finishing for Arsenal, but especially in his Dortmund days, he would miss sitters. But his ability was always getting four or five chances a game. And, you know, he might only score two of them, but he still scored two goals. Comes out of the game with two goals. Um, you know, he, he had the same last season. Do you remember against Olympiacos? He missed a sister that would have taken us through. I was going to mention that. Um, <laughs> you could have kept that to yourself. You didn't have to remind us. You didn't have to... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just preparing everybody, you know. We're playing in an Olympiacos' stadium next. It, <laughs> it's, it was The problem was we weren't very good last night. No. We played, we had no tempo, we played so slowly. We played sort of like we play against a relegation side or a lower Premier League side. And 
Benfica were arguably even worse. You know, we weren't very good and we were still, there were still those rare moments of quality. You know, that Ceballos pass through to Bellerin for that um, Aubameyang miss. Uh, you had Saka playing quite well. Smith Rowe had a pretty poor game out on the left, but he was doubled up on, so it was a bit difficult. It's just frustrating that we played so poorly and still had four good chances to score and we only scored one. Um, it just makes it very difficult for the second leg. It's, it's just, it felt boring to watch because <laughs> it was just slow and sort of non-eventful and you sort of like see those glimmer of chances and then you get excited and then it's just nothing happens for us really and the creative players weren't allowed to create really. I think credit to Bellerin, he had another good game. That's sort of two good games in a row he's had. So he's starting to pick up form. Uh, Saka looked impressive again, but I don't know. I just feel like we need something fresh. We need a change, especially going into Man City, just because players look tired. They're really tired. Definitely a problem we've got at the moment. I don't really... It's difficult because I look at the 11 players and I sort of say... Eight or nine of them had what you consider good games. Yeah. Saka did all right. Erdegaard was very good. Bamiang was iffy. Um, probably the best way to describe it. But he scored three against Leeds. You can't expect him to shoulder it every single game. Um, Sabayas was very good. Xhaka, again, was pretty iffy. But he's been good since Christmas. So give him the benefit of the doubt. And then in the back line, it was all fine. It was just sort of... I think that's the problem. It was all fine. There was no one who stood out and said, you know, I'm taking us through to the next round of the competition now. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that if, if we'd won that game and Aubameyang had finished like two or three more, well, one or two more, you'd, you'd be sitting there going, that was a pretty convincing dominant display. But because we didn't finish the chances, it's just like, I mean, well, Arteta said it in his press conference, we've got to be ruthless in the box. And we ultimately we weren't. So... Yeah, it's just moving on to the next game. These things happen. It's football. Hopefully, gets well. If we can get some sort of a result against Man City, then that would be unbelievable. And then Benfica again next week. We've just got to hopefully we'll hopefully have um, Tierney back in full fitness, so we've got a bit better balance on the on the wings and uh, Partey may be back. But I think we just got to kind of we just got to kind of shoulder it and. If we don't qualify, then we have reason to complain and to be angry, but um, we still got every chance of qualifying. It was, it was just, it was a bit sort of just depressing seeing some of those substitutions. So the Willian Elneny double substitution, I just groaned <laughs> just because just it's not exciting. You're, you're 1 1, you go out to win the game and you bring on Willian, who's got like one assist all season and a, a defensive midfielder. It's just there was no, there was no oomph. It didn't seem like there was a desire to win the game either. No, not at all. Even the substitutions, as you say, um, sort of 80 minutes onwards, every time we got the ball, I was thinking, you know, we're going to start an attack and then it would go into the midfield, back to the defence, out wide, back central, back to the midfield, maybe back to Leno. And there was just, there was no urgency going forward. And watching the game back, nobody was really making themselves available as that link aside from Erdegaard. Um, it's I, just, saw a, it was just... I saw a pitch and it was, it was something between Odegaard and Bellerin Odegaard mm. had a lot of space Bellerin was going forward you just sort of cut it inside and you run instead it's, I don't know if that's like a political like 
not political in terms of that sense, but is it in terms of selfishness or is it like an internal problem? But there's just there was no sort of desire or creativity for me, apart from probably Saka and um, Cedric for that the assist for the goal got into the right position. I mean, Odegaard, I think, played well. I'm not sure if he played exceptionally as good as I've seen some people say, but he was it was good. But it's just it, it was it was fine, but there was no moment or no exceptional brilliance, which is I think something we need to improve on for Man City. That. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, apart from the goal, I mean, if we have any of those, well, for Man City, we might only have two of those chances we had. You know, I mean, we've got to, in Man City, if we don't take our chances, we won't win the game. That's why, that's the only reason we won the FA Cup last season, the Man City game, we took our chances. And I think we only had like three chances. I don't know if you remember the game, but Aubameyang had one early on where he just hit it straight at Edison and everyone was going, that might be one of the only chances we get. He doesn't normally miss those. And, We've got we've got to take the same mindset into City and obviously the next leg as well. We we just literally could not finish our dinner last night. It was it was interesting to say it was our first unchanged team since October 2018, I think it was, which that's like three managers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many players. And I think that's that's maybe what our problem's been, that there's not been any consistency either through selection or through injury. Um, and it's hard to like either nail down which way it is, but how can we have gone, I don't know, I even know, I want to think how many games it is, two years plus, two and a half years of changing your team every game. And that, that, that's like a, that isn't even like a one-man thing. So if it's not like you can play, blame Wenger or blame someone for that. We've had two permanent and three managers over that time. Is it like a, club problem is it a problem that we've not changed our team i think we've had a we've had a lot of injuries um you know sort of suspensions as well uh, more especially more recently but also i think for a lot of the time we've sort of just had very mediocre level players all at sort of the same level so you look say a year and a half ago and whether it was Xhaka and Guendouzi or Xhaka or Torreira makes no real difference. So you can really rotate the two. But then when you look now, if you have... There's a, there's a clear drop-off between Xhaka and Party to Xhaka and Ceballos, and then again to Xhaka and Elneny, or Ceballos and Elneny. And I think that's sort of seen everywhere on the pitch. Um, at the moment, Pepe doesn't really do what Arteta wants him to do defensively, yeah. or is the theory being... Put around so Smith Rowe is being flogged like a dead horse. Um, you know, I think it was that was our best 11 players and our best combination of 11 players that we could have put out. One when, when, yeah, for the yeah, were fit and eligible, it was our strongest team. But it's just, it's almost disappointing that there's not been that consistency. And I know I've called for sort of Smith Rowe to be arrested. I think we all have. Um, I don't, how many games in a row has he played now? Something crazy. Too many games for <laughs> a 20-year-old. Um, David Luiz looked composed at the back. <laughs> there was no no moments of like heart you mouth that he's going to make a mistake. Um, it's been rumoured he's going to get a new contract extension, but going from player to player coach. 
Is that... <laughs> are we feeling confident about that? David Luiz coaching our young centre-backs? <laughs> I can see the logic behind it, but um, from everyone, from what you hear from all the journalists and everyone that's in and around Arsenal, you, you hear the fact that he's a massive influence in the dressing room. And it's... I think I think it would be a good a good role, um, a good choice because I do think he's still got quite a lot to offer. And his passing is very—I know he's a defender, but his passing and uh, beginning and uh, our attacks are very unnoticed and very underappreciated. I'd say um, I think he's a very useful player to have, but um, I can probably speak for you guys as well when I say I hope Saliba comes into the first team next season and. He takes that role alongside Gabriel or Rob Holding. And the combination of a holding Gabriel and Saliba, I think, should be our first choice. And, and Pablo Mari should be our first choice centre backs. Um, but I don't think it would be a bad idea. And I do think he's a massive influence on the dressing room. And I do think he would be a good, it would be a good move to have that kind of as a coach as well. Do you think this means he's going to finish his career at Arsenal? Um, because I almost I don't want to sound negative in a sense, but if you're offering him player coach, that costs money to send him on coaching courses if he hasn't done it already. If we're nurturing a, a new young coach, only for him to go off and potentially play somewhere else or coach or is it I don't like is he gonna do we think he's gonna finish his career at Arsenal or is he gonna go back to Brazil or the MLS or somewhere? I think he'll probably... I, I think he has said before that he wants to finish in Benfica. That could be wrong. Um, but that would be quite poetic if we uh, if we go out next week. Um, but I, I think he'll probably end up staying here if, if we're going to commit that sort of funding and also giving him the title of player coach. I think once you go to player coach, you can't really come back again. Yeah. Like you, you, you go to play coach as a transition between player and coach. You don't suddenly go back to just being a player. You've had too much influence almost. It's like the Rooney situation at Derby, isn't it? It was that intention that yeah, you have you're a player coach. You sort of have a couple of years, and then you either sort of go off to management or you stay here with the coaching staff. Um, I was going to say, I think this means that he'll probably have a reduction in playing time, mm. which opens the door. You'd think to Saliba coming in. As a or, more even, or even Mavropanos, he's playing very well in Germany at the moment for Stuttgart. I mean, we I think do he... have a big stack of centre-backs, don't we? And you we think do. someone someone needs to move on, even yeah, though we're not going to Socrates and Mustafi. <laughs> We've still got... You think even lower, you've got Omar Rekic, Daniel Ballard, Zach Medley, all of these guys who are sort of... Callum Chambers. <laughs> Callum Chambers, who we haven't even mentioned. I think yeah. everyone just assumed he's going to leave at this point, which is sad. But you've got a lot of... We do have a lot of centre-backs. Who would have thought Arsenal fans complaining about too many centre-backs, considering we did have we had about three about six, seven years ago. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it would be... It would be nice to see sort of Saliba come in next season or Mavropanos or someone sort of come in and... I think especially Saliba because we had such high expectations and for him to actually come on and kick on and make an impact as an Arsenal, as an Arsenal player rather than bit part in the 23s and made the bench for Leicester in the Carabao Cup. Uh, it was just just frustrating that he's happened. But 
maybe Arteta's changed his mind about him and he's going to bring him back in. Um, other interesting sort of ties in the Europa League, uh, obviously Man United blitz through, Spem lot blitz through. We did get the hardest game in that draw, didn't we? But you look at some of those results. Yeah, it was it was difficult. It was there were a lot of difficult ties. I think I think Man United Sociedad was a difficult tie. I think Sociedad just set up all wrong to yeah, hit on the counter attack. Watching the game, you you just sort of felt United are good at one thing, and that's counter attacking. Don't yeah. let them counter attack you. And every time they'd find Dan James, you know Greenwood, Rashford bearing down on goal with that one pass through the defence. I think Rangers did well as well. Coming coming from behind, they did. What a game. What was it, 5-4 in the end? 4-3, I think. 4-3, yeah. Something. Unbelievable game. I mean, I'd have thought Rangers would be one of the teams I wouldn't have mind drawing the next if we get through. But after that, but like maybe not if we get no, through. I think Rangers would have been a great one. Um, well, Port- in Portugal, Benfica would have been a beautiful little um, yeah. couple of days away for fans to go to. And uh, I do think Scot- Scotland, it's, it is nice to go up to Rangers or Celtic and if you do get them, obviously we haven't in recent years, but if you were to get them in a tie, just kind of shut them up because they, they do like to talk quite a lot up in Scotland, don't they, about, oh, Celtic would finish in the top four of the Premier League. I mean, I don't think they'd survive, but <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to kind of, it would, I think that's another another one that I would like to hopefully get in a couple of years. Yes. One game that really caught my eye was the um, Mold, Molder game. Because they, they obviously finished second in our group. Um, and then they've gone on to draw 3-3 with Hoffenheim, which is, is quite impressive given how bad they looked against us, against our kids even. Yeah, definitely some interesting games. I think, did Bayer Leverkusen lose? And they were one of the favourites to kind of win. Sociedad obviously got humiliated by Man United. They were one of the They were joint, joint third with us. So, yeah, joint third with us all just above us and Leicester. So, may, if we get three, maybe we'll get a, a decent draw. Happily lost as well. That's another one. That yeah. I just Do we need to change anything for Man City? Do we need to rest anyone? Do we need to rest Smith Rowe? Or, or I'll have to sort of be stubborn and <laughs> go again with this with this. Well, team? you can maybe see... I know I said this, I know I said this pre-Benfica, Maybe Pepe coming in, Lacazette. They haven't played much football recently, so maybe, maybe it, we could see the same team, unchanged team again, or we could see the likes of Pepe come back, come back into it for like Smithrow on that left hand side. But no, I would like to see, I'd like to see a Bamiang start because putting last night aside, I think that um, if he gets a chance, he's the most likely to finish it in our side, um, and then hopefully something like a. Pepe Odegaard and Saka would work really nicely. Gives me throw some uh, some rest, and then um, yeah, probably be Sabas and Shaka again, wouldn't it? Yeah, you'd yeah. expect you'd try and keep it as similar as possible because it's it's worked, hasn't it? Really, this this team. Yeah, um, I'd I'd, I'd yeah. probably chuck Martinelli's name in there as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was the interview. Must have been 18 months ago now, two years ago, when we lost one of our many 3-0 losses to Manchester City, where <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne came out and said, you know, Martinelli's, we know Martinelli's the only one from that front line that actually presses. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his, his work rate is infectious. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't come back in. I'd be surprised if Lacazette doesn't come back in. 
um, just because his hold-up play is far, far better than Aubameyang's yeah. when we're not going to have much of the ball. We need to try and make the most of it. Um, I'd also be tempted to rest Saka. Um, depends on how seriously you take a game against a side that have won, what is it, 18 in a row or something in yeah. all competitions. Um, the, the the chances of us actually getting anything are slim, so I'd, I'd probably prioritise Benfica. Speaking of Benfica, what I mean, putting the obvious aside of taking our chances, what do we need to do to go out and win that game and make sure we're in the hat for the next round, Ben? Um, practically speaking, we need to basically win. Anything yeah. other than a nil-nil draw is not, not good for us in terms of drawing the game. Um, I think we need to play with more sort of zip to our passing. Um and we also need to use the width a bit more. We were, we were very much, we set up as if we were going to play a four at the backside who then ended up playing five at the back. And that really affected how we um, normally get our overlaps off wide left and to a lesser extent wide right. Um, you know, they were doubling up on our on Cedric and Smith Rowe when yeah. Smith Rowe held the width. Um, I think we probably should have adapted that sooner. I would have liked to have seen Pepe come on a lot sooner. Um, and I don't, as you said earlier, I don't understand the William Elneny substitution on 90 minutes. That's, that seemed like just sort of that pity substitution that you give when you know nothing's going to happen. Just like, yeah, go and get an appearance. I don't know if you saw, but um, there's rumours that there might be some sort of a, a clause in Willian's contract that he, if he doesn't start, he gets subbed on or something like that. I don't know if you saw that. Obviously, just rumours. They're believable. <laughs> there's, probably, there's probably some sort of like appearance fee or you've got, he has to play X amount of games or he gets paid this bonus or something. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was just so disheartening. And I'm sure Arteta knows the quality Willian possesses if he shows something different in training. But I'm sure he also must know that the discontent amongst the fan base with his performances yeah. and it's almost being like he's being rewarded for for poor form. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it was it was a very disappointing signing. I was I was I was sceptical when he signed because I was like, is this this is only going to limit Martinelli and Saka's chances? And no one could have predicted how amazing Saka's been this season. But even the likes of Martinelli, uh, Reese Nelson, uh, like he's just another name in front of them, and unfortunately, he's he's just not hit it this season. I was uh, saying last last season we were sort of saying where would we be without Bamiyang's goals? This season it's where would we be without Saka? Yeah. And imagine if we if Saka hadn't kicked on the way he had, and mm. William had played as you as you assume he would was meant to play sort of regularly on that right hand side. It just—it would have been an even worse season than we've had so far. Obviously, he's an Arsenal player, so you've got—you can never—we can never sort of be too critical or harsh on him. But I think even a goal or a sort of a brilliant assist or a free kick or something just to kickstart it would encourage Arsenal fans. Um, yeah. We need to drastically improve next week. We need to play with high tempo and score, take our chances because I think it wasn't. A terrible performance, like we said, but we just need to be excited and not not lose horrifically this weekend to go into that game with a shred of confidence. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, th- I think European football, isn't it? You yeah. got to take your chances when they come, and we didn't. 
Um, and we've got to hope that we are good enough to continue to create enough chances that we do take some. Uh, so, with six days to go before we find out, are we going to go through next week, Dan? Yes, of course we are, of course we are. Yeah, Ben? You, you've got to say yes, haven't you? You've got to back them. I think we'll probably edge through. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the players know they'll put that last year behind them and sort of get that, get off their, get off their backs and sort of hopefully we go on and win it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. Sort of not a great evening, but, but not terrible. We didn't lose. So there's always that. <laughs> yeah, we can't can't complain. Uh, that is it. Uh, our Man City preview is already out. We play Man City on Sunday. We will be back next week to review the Man City game. Hopefully, we're in a good mood. <laughs> I really want us to be in a good mood <laughs> and not coming in like after a six-nil defeat. Just heads down, not wanting to. Don't tempt fate. Don't tempt fate. Just just don't tempt fate. <laughs> No, we're not going to talk about Martinelli it. Martinelli Hattrick, you heard it here yeah, first. Uh, our, our preview is already out, so make sure to check that out on all the same sites as you find this one on. Thank you both for coming on. Um, and we'll all be watching on Sunday, hoping for an Arsenal win. Praying for an Arsenal win, if it comes to it. <laughs> make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, all of that, and join us next time for our Man City review and Benfica review, uh, preview again next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.